Alex It takes a lot to make him happy, and he is clearly pleased. She's up. She's moving nicely. She's got it. Yes. Everybody and welcome back to Off the Podium, an Olympic podcast. As we come to you, I was going to say with exclusive coverage, but it's not really. But fuck it, everyone else says exclusive with everything these days. Our exclusive coverage of the 2018 Pyeongchang Winter Olympics. We are on the fourth day. It's been another golden day for Canada, and it's been another day for Australia. <laughs> As we go over what's happened on a, another exciting day of the Winter Games. Joining us uh, all the way from the plains of Emu, uh, where we've already learned everything there is to know about Maddie Graham in the last 24 hours, because Channel 7 has told us his entire life story and is no doubt replaying it as we record this episode. I do, of course, speak of Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back to Off the Podium. Thank you. It's great to be back, and I enjoyed today uh, watching Matt Graham win his 10th silver medal of the Olympic Games. <laughs> Only 10? Wow, you must have been busy today. I saw it at least 30 times, so I uh, don't know what you're up to. Uh, and also joining us on the line is a man who's not actually here because he's at work today. That is Colin Hilding. Hello, Colin. Welcome to not being on off the podium. Oh, thank you. And uh, I'm still recovering from uh, two back-to-back days of the moguls. Um, it's funny because even though we have tons of sports to cover here, they showed both moguls finals at least three times. And I got to be honest, I watched them all the way through at least three times. Wow. I'm jealous of Canada. The fact they only show events three times. Um, you know, I mean, that sounds good to me. Uh, you know, 20 times for us in the last five minutes has been long enough. But, um, it's been another golden day for Canada. I guess we start off with, uh, Canada, because when it comes to Australia, uh, Jared's picture pretty much summarises our, our day. Uh, it is a snowboarder on her face. Um, but let's start with... I'm not even going to... I'll get to Australia's results in a second, but uh, give it, give us some, some exciting news, Colin Hilding. And, I mean, you can always just give us your thoughts, obviously, on uh, 24 hours ago with Mikhail Kingsbury and your, your figure skaters as well. But uh, on day four, it's more gold for Canada and more bronze for Canada. Yeah, and the the gold I think we fully expected. Um, I thought if there was anybody who was going to challenge Canada, it would have been Norway since they beat them in the, the first game. But, of course, we beat them in the semifinals. So I pretty much assumed it was a lock, but, you know, I still had to watch it anyways. And I don't know if either of you watched it. I mean, I it did. was called very early. Yeah, and I wouldn't even say it's called very early. It was, like, conceded very early, like, you know, I think at the end of the sixth end. And I think that caught Laws and Morris uh, a little bit off guard, too. But... 
uh, when we get to the uh, the luge, I think that's going to be the more interesting thing to talk about because there is uh, kind of a fun story about that for Canada. Well, I, I watched, I legitimately watched every single medal event for Canada uh, this evening for us, at least the time of Jared and I recording this. Is, I know it's obviously morning for you, but uh, I saw every single one. They came all pretty quickly with each other. Um, so it was exciting times there for Canada, and I was on the phone. Mallory's not with us, but I was on the phone to Mallory while we were watching this. Uh, but luckily, you weren't on the line with us yesterday, Colin, but I did say that Canada was a lock for this gold. And I said, if Switzerland beat them, I would sing the French national anthem word for word in French on air today. (laughs) And thank God that didn't happen. Um, Jared, did you watch the curling? Did you, I mean, I'm, I'm enthralled by curling. I'm calling it right now. Australia, like fuck the AFL, fuck the NRL cricket, all this crap that we've put up with our entire lives. Curling is the new thing. I love this sport. I want this on prime time every night. Cancel home and away. Cancel my kitchen rules. I want 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. every single night of the week curling. How, how does that sound, Jared? Think we can make it happen? That sounds good to me. It is it's such a great sport, um, and it is just so much more in depth than you initially think. And there's so much more strategy to it, uh, and it isn't boring television, which is very surprising when you think about the concept. But it, it, do, it does kind of translate well to TV. Um, and yeah, it was a great match, and Canada just—I mean—they trounced Switzerland. I, I just love. The, I, we talked about this yesterday, but I just love the fact that these players are mic'd up, and you can hear everything that they're saying. They're yelling at each other. They're—you know—they're talking to each other. They're right next to their competitors on the actual the playing surface. You know, like you don't have this in other sort of ones where they're just so close and being able to do this. I mean, Colin, this is legitimately. I mean, Mallory couldn't answer this for us because I don't think she realizes that curling's a thing. She's not really Canadian. I think he's actually American. Don't tell her that. But like, I mean, this is legitimately prime time for you, is it not? During the week. Yeah, I mean, curling will get you know coverage for pretty much any type of championship. Um, if we have like the national championships, of course, that's getting coverage on CBC. But even like provincial championships will get coverage, uh, you know, and there's tons of different mini tournaments that are all over the place. And all of those will be aired, you know, live no matter what time they're on at. And and this, I mean, mixed doubles is new, as am I not mistaken? So this is the first yeah. time this has been held. So, I mean, if, if you've got mixed doubles, like you've got your men's, you've got your women's, you've got mixed doubles. Where's the men's doubles and the women's doubles so that, you know, come Beijing, that Canada can just basically, what, win like six gold medals in curling? Like, if I'm doing my man, no, five. So, like, I mean, we can do that, can't we? Like, you know, may as well. I mean, we have enough curlers. There's a reason why we've never had back-to-back, uh, well, we had back-to-back goals, but never had back-to-backs with the same curling teams. I think for, when, when we get into the team curling, you're going to see a lot of the uh, countries have the same teams that have been out in the last two Olympics. And in Canada, it's just a complete crapshoot. I mean, it, it's whoever happens to come out. It's like the Stanley Cup. You know, it may be Pittsburgh this year, but uh, it might be Washington next year. And Caitlin Laws, um, who I can say is amazing, um, she's obviously already a gold medalist from Sochi in the women's. Is she competing in the women's again, or is it like you're no. doing the double so you can't be with the women? No, I, I think what it came down to is uh, they they had the, the female team decided by whatever tournament was. I mean, I don't follow curling so closely that I know uh, how all the qualifying goes. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> because there's so much curling. I can't bother when they've got the Flint Flon uh, divisional championship going on on TSN. <laughs> hey, leave Flint Flon out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I know it was when uh, her team, Jennifer Jones, who won the gold last time, she was on Jennifer Jones' team. And when they missed out on the Olympics this time, that's when they put this team together with her and John Morris. 
And I remember watching the, uh, the, the trials for the mixed doubles, and they had been put together like a week or two before that trials even started, and really only a month before the Olympics. So that was kind of the excuse they used when they lost that first match, was that they've only been together for a month, and they've only curled together, you know, for one tournament. Uh, so it, I don't think it was an issue of, well, you couldn't compete in both. Maybe you can't, but this was solely, well, I have one last shot to get into the Olympics again. It's crazy that it wasn't Jennifer Jones, you know, the, the, the captain of the team, uh, but it was just one of her subordinates, Caitlin Laws, who ends up becoming the star for Canada. I just love the detail that Wikipedia has on John Mor- John Morris, uh, who can I just say... Oh, yeah, I was going to read that. <laughs> in brackets, curler, because can I just point out, the amount of John Morris's on Wikipedia is crazy. Under the sports category alone, you have John Morris, cricketer, John Morris, Australian cricketer. John Morris, New Zealand cricketer. John Morris, South African cricketer. John Morris, pitcher. John Morris, baseball pitcher, which is different to a normal pitcher, apparently. There's like 12 John Morrises here, including a former Lawn Bowls competitor for New Zealand. Ooh, look out for him in the Commonwealth Games. Uh, but like, Colin, I mean, take, look, this is so detailed. Is this a regular thing for, for curlers? There's a nice little picture of him sitting in a little chair with his Vancouver gold and we've just got, what's a Breer? What's Breer appearances? Tim Horton's Breer. Briar. Bri- oh, Briar. Yeah, that the Tim Horton's Briar. Okay, did I just yeah. offend Canada? That's Sorry. Like one of the main. <laughs> That's one of the main tournaments that is not uh, part of the Flin Flon Divisional. Um, but, no, I mean, I, I just, I thought it was funny because I think because Caitlin Laws is from Winnipeg, obviously I kind of just looked at this as her team and I didn't give John Morris, I knew that he was on the Vancouver winning team, but I didn't really give him a second look until this morning. Uh, and <laughs> He's an attractive guy, like, hang on. <laughs> well, he was, we'll, we'll run through the uh, amount of accolades he has outside of curling here, which is absolutely hilarious. Uh, the main one being that, of course, he was named in 2010 Entertainment Tonight Canada as one of the most eligible bachelors on the Valentine's Day special. Oh, well, happy anniversary. It's that Valentine's Day yeah. now. <laughs> I just love this, though, that he, uh, aside from being an Olympic uh, gold medalist or two-time Olympic gold medalist in curling, he's also a certified personal trainer, ah. serves as a full-time firefighter for the Rocky View Fire Services. He's drawing on his degree in kinesiology ah. from wilfrid laurier university he also co-authored the book fit to curl a sports specific training manual uh was featured on et canada's valentine special as one of canada's most eligible bachelors uh has been a big brother with calgary in the area bbbs since 2011 <laughs> and also has a passion for cooking is a certified <laughs> holistic nutritionist and volunteers at the ronald mcdonald house to cook nutritious meals for families who are staying at the house and are going through difficult times <laughs> I just, I was waiting for you to get to that. Has a passion for cooking. <laughs> like, good for you. Um, a good old Johnny Moe, he's his nickname here. Um, does, is James. Oh, did you? You go, please go ahead. I was gonna say, did, did you see the shots in the crowd afterwards where, uh, his family was there and they all had, uh, names like Father Moe, Brother Moe? Didn't quite Mama see that. Bit. I, I, I kind of cut away quickly because it was kind of so quickly the way this was ending and then I was trying to watch the short track and then the long track all at once. I only had two screens. I needed three. Um, but no, I, I, the one bit I saw was they had a cutaway to the, uh, Canadian curling coach and he looks like a happy man. Um, he was, yeah, he, he was thrilled that they won gold. Um, he just sat there and just stared blankly. Can I just say, the curling was so well attended in the preliminary rounds, I think the Koreans just, you know, weren't interested anymore. They saw curling for two days and they just went home. It was like two, like all of Johnny Moe's family were there. That was it. Um, yeah. They were all at the short track. It they wasn't. were going off there. 
Yeah, it wasn't a packed house. Um, but, uh, I mean, still, I think there was a big crowd reaction when Canada did win. I think it was also just the uh, the crowd was sort of you know caught off guard again as Laws and Morris were just, oh, they gave up? All right. We love to see quitters in the Olympics. <laughs> typical, typical Swiss. Um, just, you know, giving up. Um, Jared, uh, I, I would say that it's going to be on my reading list, but I have to learn to read first. But, uh, is, um, Johnny Moe's book fit to curl on your shelf currently? It is not, but I do love the name. You'd think with uh, a sport as strenuous as curling, you'd go with something like the art of curling, but, um, it's, it's good to know that there is a high level of fitness involved in the sport. Well, I think Jamie might have found a new Henry Cavill here or something, uh, Colin, yeah. because, you know, he's a firefighter, he's a personal trainer, he looks good pushing a curling stone. I mean, what's not to love about Johnny Moe here? I mean, you know, stuff Caitlin Laws. I think I might be into Johnny Moe here. Well, I mean, not to mention, Jamie's got a thing for certified holistic nutritionists as well. Well, who doesn't? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's 2018. Uh, I'm just trying to jump onto eBay here to see if I can pick up a copy of uh, Johnny Moe's Fit to Curl. But uh, sadly, eBay Australia doesn't seem to have it in stock, um, which is a bit of a surprise. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll keep an eye on him. Uh, find if he's got a Twitter, Colin. We should tweet him and say... Hello. Um, for Australians, though, um, sadly, there was no repeat of any medals. I mean, we only had one chance. To, well, actually, no, we, we had multiple chances in the uh, cross-country. Um, but as we were on air uh, earlier, uh, we, of course, did speak of Emily Arthur, who, um, Jared's yeah. faceplant picture, uh, <laughs> she ended up being 11th overall uh, in the half pipe, which is pretty decent. I mean, that's, you know, she made the final. I, I was a bit mean to her earlier today when we did that episode, but congratulations to Emily for making the final. Uh, she did a great job. Uh, Jared, did you hear if she broke a nose? Did she chip a tooth? Did she do any damage to herself at all? Um, from what I heard, everything was fine. She said that she would just look like Shrek for a couple of days and then get over it. <laughs> okay, she's like one of the most attractive Olympians I've ever seen. If she looks like Shrek, then Jesus Christ, I love Shrek even more. Um, I don't even know what that means. But uh, also today, the big news, I guess, in terms of the men's halfpipe is uh, Scotty James, our flag bearer, the man of the moment, the man of Channel 7 is getting ready to pump the shit out of so much. Who's Mac Graham? I don't know, because Scotty James into the final of the men's halfpipe in second position. Now, Jared, after we got off here, I watched this, and um, he, he did all right in his first run, got an 89.0. The second run, he came out, absolutely kicked some ass. He got a 96.75. I'm like, holy crap, Scotty James, you little beauty. You're going to go into this first... Get stuff, Sean White, your big floppy head mullet. And what happened? Sean White came out and did better, the prick. Um, he got a score of 98.50. But uh, the good news is, as well, for Australia, is it's not just um, our Scotty James who got in. It's also our Kent Callister who got in as well. Oh, the esteemed. Can't wait to buy Kent Callister snowboarding on PlayStation 4 after these Olympic Games. Um, he qualified for the final as well, so we'll have two Australians in the half-pipe final. Sadly for Nathan Johnston, uh, he did not make it into the final, um, but he at least tried his best. And in the cross-country skiing, um, Jessica Yeaton was 48th in the ladies' sprint, Amy Watson was 58th, and Casey Wright, disappointed she will be with 63rd. I think she was aiming for at least top 55. Um, and in the men's sprint... Uh, Phil Bellingham was 65th 
Overall, uh, Callum Watson, I thought, was meant to be competing. I guess we got him wrong. Uh, he didn't, but um, that's basically all from the Australian perspective. See, we went through that pretty quickly. Um, anything else outside of, um, well, I mean, just re- reinform everyone, Colin, how... Actually, no, before I go to Colin, just quickly, I should get Jared's opinion on that. Did you see any of the cross-country? Did you see Scotty? What would you take on the Australians on day four, Jared? Uh, I saw some of the cross-country. Uh, they didn't really show the Australians since they didn't make it out of kind of the qualification stage. But I think uh, the sprint finals, were it's definitely a lot more interesting being like a shorter track event and, and, and going that much faster that you can kind of just watch it, the whole thing in, in the one sitting. So that was exciting to watch. And I think I didn't see the women's, but in the men's, it did come down to a photo finish for uh, the silver and bronze medal. Um yeah, and then in the uh, half pipe, um, I'm just interested to see how they can kind of take it up a level with scores 96 and 98 already, and that's just qualification. And the fact that they have three runs in the final, I just think, I mean, it's going to be... I mean, we're headed for a potential score of 100 here, like a perfect score, the way that they're going. And I think the interesting thing is is that there really does seem to be this kind of one-upmanship between Sean White and Scotty James, which I like. So, um, you know, maybe we'll give, we'll give Sean White the, the qualification rounds and Scotty James can take it because, you know, this is generally the one that we've all been really aiming towards as Australians is Scotty James. Uh, you know, no offense to Britt Cox, no offense to, uh, Lydia Lassler or David Morris, any of the other ones, you know, Chumpy, of course. Uh, I think, you know, Scotty James is the one that we're all looking forward to. But, uh, how are you feeling right now, Jared? Can I just ask you this? Do you think this is again, this is, where it's all at, he's going to live up to expectations, or is this going to be another Campbell sister? Um, I tend to lean towards Campbell sister just because I'm a bit of a pessimist, and I just think that um, Sean White, there's just something about American athletes where they don't really seem to buckle under pressure as much as Australians do. That is a very good point. i tell you what, though, Jared, and when we get a bit closer to our man Chumpy, he's got a bit of a feeling about Chumpy these Olympics. I think that, you know kind of going to come together for him these games but we'll get to that i don't know i just feel something weird about chumpy that sounds really inappropriate uh colin canada you mentioned slightly but what else happened for canada on day four you know i just want to say obviously there's a huge difference i didn't have trouble finding results during rio but finding full results for uh the winter olympics for canada is nearly impossible um the best i could find is just sort of our main athletes here but i guess that's all we really need to talk about um, so obviously we talked about Laws and Morris winning the gold uh, in the sixth end. It was conceded by Switzerland. Those quitters, uh, <laughs> they will be stoned and flogged when they get back to Switzerland. Um, the bronze medal, which I actually didn't see because I thought it was over, uh, was Kim Booten who won the uh, the bronze in the women's short track 500 meter. Now, the more interesting thing was uh, Marianne St. Gillet, who we'll talk about later on in the My Name Is, uh, she, um, it was kind of a questionable disqualification that she had. I don't know if either of you saw it in one of the heats. Uh, they called it a false start, but like I watched it even over again on the instant replay. It wasn't a false start. She definitely bumped one of the other skaters on the first turn, but they chose to call it a false start and remove her from the heat. Uh, but other than that, I mean, Kim Booten went on, went on to win the 500 meter, the bronze. And then this is the big one. Uh, you would think even over, the curling is uh, the luge. Now, it's Canada's first ever... <coughs> he's oh, sick, everybody. Sorry, See, he's it. not faking it at work. There he is. All right. Canada's first ever medal in the luge. Uh, 
Alex Goff. Now, this is the interesting story about Alex Goff. Now, the Germans have, like, such a stranglehold on Luge. Uh, they basically never lose. And I think they won the gold and the silver in this event today. But uh, with Alex Goff leading into Sochi in 2013, she broke a 105 World Cup World Cupboard. The World Cupboard yeah. sweep... She broke a 105 World Cup sweep that Germany had 13 straight years where Germany didn't lose a single World Cup event. And she broke that in 2013 and then went on to only place fourth in Sochi. And right before she went, they showed uh, her interview after Sochi where she was basically in tears. But it was more like she was really ups- like really angry tears. And I'd never really seen an athlete like get that angry Typical at losing before. athlete. That's generally what they do, isn't it? They yeah, just, exactly. They're angry. They have... S- such attitude problems. Um, but she had that after her run. I mean, she was in third going into the, the final run. And she ended up placing second with the two Germans who were still to go after her. And you could see that same look on her face where she wasn't even looking up at the camera. She just looked like, you know, she was ready to murder a German or something. Um, Com- strangle them as if they're common, you know, common thing. But most people are used to that. I feel like murdering a yeah. German today. <laughs> at least in the luge, you know, or World War Two. Um, but... <laughs> then all of a sudden, uh, the German who was in second place uh, ended up coming behind her, and you could see her celebrating. So she ended up in the bronze position after the, the main German ended up in first, uh, who was Geisenberger. Uh, so first ever luge medal for Canada. That's kind of a bigger story than Laws and Morris right now, or maybe that's just because it's more recent. Uh, in the halfpipe, uh, Derek Livingston. Uh, so he ended up in 17th place overall. And you mentioned Sean White who was first. I mean, this. we also have to remember, for a, a little bit of hope here for James, uh, Sean White was in first place, I believe, going into the finals for the half-pipe in Sochi, and he completely cacked. So you never know. You could Typical win by wine. default by Sean White choking again. Mm. Yeah, that's such an American thing to do. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> Let's contradict ourselves. And Good in, job. <laughs> in the, the men's combined, uh, it was a washout for Canada. We had four Canadians in there. Jack Crawford, whose sister Rosanna Crawford was uh, also... <coughs> gets, gets in Crawford. Ah. Crawford just makes people yeah. sick. The Crawfords make me call. I call them the Crawfords from now on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his sister competed earlier, and his his older sister. Um, uh, what's her name? I forgot her name now, and she agreed to be on our show. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mrs. Uh, Shonda Crawford. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Crawford. Shonda Crawford. Yeah, Mrs. Cro- Mrs. Older Sister Crawford. Uh, she was a gold medalist in cross-country skiing in 2006. Uh, also, Manuel Osborne Parody and Broderick Thompson and Benjamin Thompson. None of them placed in the top 20. And uh, as I said, Marianne St. Gillet, she was taken out. And I watched the replay over and over again. It's, she's the one who's uh, engaged or dating. I might as well be married to Charles Hamlin because they've been together for a decade or something. Uh, in the 500 meter, which is uh, the event she really wanted to medal in. Uh, in the, uh, the the heats, she had a false start, which I looked, and I didn't even see her starting ahead of the other ones, but she did bump. So it's more just a questionable thing. You could have bumped her from the heats, but you chose a false start over you know uh, illegal contact with another skater. Look, I want to talk about this skating, because I was watching, but just quickly, I'll, I'll add another one here for you for, for Canada, and you, you mentioned his name, Charles Hamlin. He set an Olympic record in the uh, 1,000 meters uh, heats. I don't know if you saw that. Mm. So, uh, yeah, good, good. I didn't. I was asleep. Well, for our man, Charles, of course. But um, two things. Actually, I'll just quickly mention the luge because I was watching both of these. And 
Um, cause I just tuned in the luge about halfway through the final run and I was like, oh great, the Canadians in third. This is fantastic. I wasn't aware that you'd never won. I mean, I assume Canada, you've won medals in every single winter sport. I guess, you know, just me being that way. But, um, there was the first Canadian that went down who kind of got in the lead. Then she kind of got knocked off by the yeah. German who eventually won the silver. And then when, yeah, I saw Goff go through and she was up, like it was green, 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 green. It was just that last one that went red. And I saw him, like, holy crap. Like, I didn't know the story. Just telling him, I was like, she looks so disappointed. But as soon as the whatever, you know, cheeseburger, hamburger, whoever it was next, (laughs) um, as soon as like she went across and I'm I'm on the phone to Mallory, I'm like, oh my God, Canada, she's at least got a, she's at least got a medal. She just went off like Goff. I was like, holy crap. She just won the Olympics. She's (laughs) Yul Brenner. She's getting the Buckingham Palace. Like, so I just, I love hearing that story. That just makes it even better because she went off. Goff went off. Well, Goff went off. Let's hashtag Goff went off. Goff went um, off. <laughs> but what makes this even more, or would have made this even more heartbreaking is that in Sochi, uh, we really had hopes not just because of Goff being able to uh, break that German streak in 2013, but we ended up in fourth in all four luge events. Just missed out on a medal in four events. So for her to place fourth again, I mean, that... That pretty much would have been, like, worst-case scenario. And I guarantee she would have strangled a German, if not every German in the crowd, if that happened. Just a word on the 500 metres. Uh, I caught the semis. Um, and is it Kim? Is it Butin? Butin? How do you say her name? Kim? Butin? Butin. Uh, Whoever it was. But she she was kind of out in the, the semi, but she kind of got allowed in because there was a penalty in hers. Yeah. Um, so she kind of got lucky that way. Uh, but in the final itself... Um, now I'm no short track speed skating expert. Sorry to kind of disappoint those out there who think I am. But, um, the, the actual finishing of that one, uh, with Fontana for Italy crossing the line in a photo finish with Min Jong, the South Korean hero. The way I kind of saw it, cause we had this British skater, this British skater, uh, Elise Christie, who she crashed out. But the way I sort of looked, could see it, it looked as though this Christie like shoved Bootin out of the way and then that caused her to crash. And I'm like, you dirty Brit! Um, because apparently in Sochi, she like got eliminated in every single one of her files from being disqualified and was like a laughing stock in the UK because she's a pretty good big skater or whatever. So I was kind of like, poor Bootin, she's been pushed out by this Brit thinking that she's been cost this medal. And then when they um, kept showing the replays, I was like, oh, hang on a minute. Like, she's sort of been pushed back in... Like, it looked like Bhutan had pushed the Korean out of the way. Then they went to this other angle, and then you could see this Min Jong pushing uh, Bhutan out of the way. <laughs> Long story short, Myon Jong got eliminated. The crowd was just dead silent. And I think it's a bit of a great fairy tale story here for Fontana, because she uh, had won a, a bronze in Vancouver, a silver in Sochi, and then to get the gold. So she's got the set now. So, um, and she went off. It was good to see. The Italians know how to celebrate. Let's just put it out that way. So, uh, great gold. The Italians were hashtagging golf-offing? They were golf-offing. They were offing the golf, and they were coughing the golf and the off. They were just, you know, and they didn't dive either. Like, this is weird for the Italians not to dive. So, good for them. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, so the other, the medal results today, the ones that we didn't sort of mention. So, we had, um, I was enthralled by the the combined, the uh, alpine skiing. I just love alpine skiing. Um Watch the slalom from start to finish. I, I kind of only caught a bit of the downhill, but uh, Marcel Herscher from uh, Austria beat Alexis Pinter, French name, uh, followed by Victor Muffat Giandet from France uh, in the cross country skiing. Uh, no surprise, it was Norway gold in the men's individual. Johannes Hosflot Klabo. 
um, defeated Federico Pellegrino from Italy and Alexander Bolshinov from uh, Olympic athletes from Russia. And in the women's, it was Stina Nilsson from Sweden, Maiken Kasparin Fala from Norway, and Yulia Belakarova from uh, Olympic athletes. Do you think, like, um, so Maiken Kasparin Fala, the Norwegian who got silver, do you think that, like, in Norway, that's just, like, Jenny Smith? Like, that's just a common name? Like, to us, it sounds weird. But, like, to Norwegians, it's like, oh, that's just Jenny Smith. It's just a common name. Um... <laughs> It's probably not that common, or we'd have six of them competing on the circuit. But it's probably more like a Jared Lubick or a Colin Hildiger or a Ben Waterworth. True, true, yes. Um, curling, as you said, gold to Canada, the giving up Swiss in silver. And uh, we did mention on the episode yesterday that uh, the Russians uh, got the bronze. Uh, in the luge, as you just said, it was double gold. Gold and silver for Germany. Uh, Natalie Geisenberger, followed by Diana Eitberger and Alex Goff, um, went off for Canada. Short track, as we just mentioned, Fontana, Italy. This is the 500 metres. Uh, the Dutch, Yara van Kerkhoff, um, which is weird to see that the Dutch are so dominant in long track, but they're not that... They rarely get medals in the short track, so this is kind of good on you for Yara. Um, booting with the Bronze of Canada. Snowboarding, Chloe Kim, well, we were on the air, on air when we were calling this, so we mentioned this yesterday. Chloe oh. Kim, gold. You missed out on that, Jar- uh, Colin. Uh, Lu Jiao for China. Well, I really did. Because that's the CBC fill of the day, which I'll get into in a second. Oh, okay, right. Uh, and Ariel Gold didn't live up to her name. She was going to rename ourselves Ariel Bronze, uh, third there. And in the speed skating, uh, no surprise, the Netherlands Gold, Kjald Nuis, uh, followed by Patrick Rosset and Kim Myun Seok of South Korea. And uh, I actually tuned into that just as um, our esteemed New Zealander. Uh, Peter Michael was in about third place at that time. He ended up finishing 14th. So, um, that's still gold for New Zealand, let's be honest. Um, other results of note, just quickly today, uh, in terms of other ones that we haven't kind of mentioned. Um, in the ice hockey, it was a win to Canada. I uh, don't know if you caught any of that, Colin. Um, <laughs> nice dominant 4-1 victory Blow over out. the Finns. Yes, bit of a blowout there. Uh, and uh, did the? I'm guessing the Americans would have ended up winning. They were up when I last checked. Yep, five nothing. Cool. All right, that's just uh, finished not too long ago. Um, what else did we have going on today? I've got so many things open here. Um, I mentioned the thousand meters. I had the um, the heats going on in that one. Uh, the one of note, of course, Charles Hamlin set an Olympic record through. There he goes. There was no uh, Australians. Another Canadian you had through was Samuel Girard went through. Uh, Charlie Coignoya did not make it through, sadly. Uh, and in the 5,000 metres relay, the good news is, is that Canada are through to the final. Um, they qualified just behind China, and they will be joined by South Korea, who went through in an Olympic record, and Hungary! Um, who get all their humour out on the ice, apparently, and make a final of the uh, the short track. What the hell are Hungarians doing in that? They're not funny. Um, not saying why they wouldn't be. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. Um, I guess we need to find out what we watched today. Jared, what did you watch today? Uh, just a bit of everything, really, uh, on Channel 7's limited coverage. Um, but I particularly just enjoyed watching the cross-country skiing just because I hadn't seen much of the skiathlon or the biathlon, just caught it, kind of catching the end of those. So it was nice to kind of watch a whole event from start to finish in that. Now, Colin, obviously with you, it's a little bit different. You've got to get up, you've got to go to sleep, you're sick, whatever. I mean, what do you catch in between sleeping? 
Well, I actually don't mind the schedule they have because the first few hours before I go to bed, we get you know the morning events, and then uh, early morning before I'm going to work, we're usually getting those evening events. So I've been able to keep up on it for the most part. You know, some of the speed skating because it takes place in the middle gets lost in the shuffle. But uh, last night, I, the main thing I was watching was the the women's halfpipe, and this was uh, the fail where um, I'll just talk about it now. This is not a commentary fail; it's a CBC fail. Uh, they were showing the entire half-pipe event, and they kept saying, you know, the, the men's downhill is going to be starting at 8.30, and it was getting closer and closer to 8.30. I'm like, well, they're not going to cut away from this. I mean, you know, the, they can maybe cut into the men's downhill a few in. And I think the second-to-last uh, uh, border went for uh, the women's half-pipe. And then they just abruptly cut to the, the women's downhill with a caption on the screen saying, Chloe Kim is guaranteed the gold, so we're not going to bother to cover the rest of this. <laughs> And wow. I'm like, what? I wanted to see it because like her first run was incredible, or her second run was incredible, or whatever. And it was like after the men's downhill was over, they cut back, and the commentators all of a sudden said in this up, like, "You will not believe what we're about to show you what Chloe Kim did." In the back of my head, I'm thinking like, "You mean what she did when you abruptly cut away from her to start the men's downhill?" <laughs> and then she has the most incredible run, like in Olympic history, you know, scores like a 98 point something like that when she didn't even need to try. Just, Total fail on CBC's part. Wow. Um, aside from that, it was a uh, little bit of the speed skating, what I could catch. Uh, I couldn't sleep a lot during the night, so I was watching some of uh, the Canada-Finland game. And, uh, of course, this morning, uh, watching a bit of the um, – uh, or not a bit of, pretty much the whole thing of the uh, curling uh, um, mixed doubles and then the uh, luge. I mean, I've spent a lot of the last two days kind of in and out of sleep in bed, but uh, I've been able to catch, uh, I think, all the main things at least. I, same with Jared, I basically watched everything, same well, everyone here. I mean, again, this is the joys of the Winter Games, is that we can really pretty much pay attention to most things. I mean, loved the uh, the combined, the Alpine. Um, didn't watch a whole lot of the cross-country, but I enjoyed kind of that start thing they do. And um, Dad and I were like laughing at the, uh, the volunteer whose job it was, was to replace the stick before every single um, skier had to go. Like, how does that person get that job? Do they, like, oh, dear Pyeongchang organizing committee, I want a job, oh, shit, all we've got is, do you think you could stand next to some skiers and just replace the stick before they start skiing? Uh, Jared, do you think we would be qualified? I think we could do that. Yeah, I think that's actually probably the most important job there is there is to get all the timing right. So, um, I mean, they might have been flooded with applicants for that. Could have been. It might be a rigorous process. They, you know, you might have to have police background checks and who knows. That could be the way North Korea are, like, trying to access South Korea. Like, oh, we'll apply for this position and who knows. That could be their way through the, the cross-country sprint. Um, yeah, curling, as I mentioned, love it. Just everything. This again, just can we just go in this every single day? This is why the winter Olympics are amazing. We don't have to sit here and go, oh, I saw a bit of the sailing. Like, no, there's no, none of that. It's like everything is exciting. I need more screens. And I, I highly recommend everybody in Australia to not watch Channel 7 and watch the app because, like, generally they're different commentators and generally. Even when they're not going to, like, you know, they're competing. Like, I was enthralled on the short track. I tuned in a little bit earlier for the final. It's about five minutes early. They've got that stationary camera, like, with the Zamboni cam, I guess we can call it, where it's just, a, you know, a stationary shot of the ice. But the crowd was going off. 
they were like playing Gangnam Style. Everyone in the audience is doing the Gangnam Style dance. He kept cutting to somebody in the change rooms and he skates doing the Gangnam Style dance. And the crowd was just like going absolutely mental. So that's more entertaining than having to see Hamish McLaughlin's replay of him watching Matty Graham get a silver medal. Like, didn't you joke about that, I think, in Rio, Colin, about how they showed Donovan Bailey watching a replay or something like that? Yeah. Or they did that last well, night on our coverage. He's the host watching us win a silver. Well, they're continuing to do that here, but I think it, it must be done a lot better in Canada because people love it here, and I actually love watching it. Like, they just had uh, Justine for Lapointe and Mikhail Kingsbury on for, like, the, the primetime interviews in the studio, and they had, like, Justine there with her parents next to her, and they showed them the run, and it was the first time they had been able to watch it. So it's not so much, oh, here's, you know, some obscure person watching the race. Uh, it's, you know, let's let's show the athletes what well, they just did. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, look, I don't have anything against that. The problem I have, and Jared, I'm sure you saw it too, was that A, Hamish McLaughlin is a bit of a knob, and B, he's, it's not like he's actually react, like, it's almost like he knew the camera was on him, and he was deliberately hamming it up for the camera, like, with his body reactions and things like that. Jared, hmm. did you see it? Yeah, I, I agree. Like, it, it literally, it looks so staged. Like, I just can't believe that somebody would react like that. I can understand being tense and being excited, but yeah, it was, like, all over the place, and, like, being, like, nervous about parts where, like, he was skiing fine, like, he wasn't having bubbles or anything, and he's like, oh, like, he's gonna go off the track, I'm like, he's doing fine, you wouldn't react like that to that point of the race, like, it was just stupid. And I will say that I think Channel 7's Twitter and uh, Instagram did tweet that moment, so, like, Colin, we can find it and tag it, you into it so you can see just how over-the-toply bad and fake it was, but, um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's outside of that, it's, basically, we can watch everything, because it's, you know, there's limited events. Um, I, I even caught some of the skeleton, I was telling you this off-air, they had, um, skeleton training on, um, which is fascinating. Um, and I'm just going to point this out right now for the skeleton that Jared, this is, this is going to be the battle. This is the trans Tasman rivalry, the iconic rivalry between Australia and New Zealand. It lives through the ages, through cricket, through rugby, through so many sports, but it's finally coming to a head because we have an Australian skeleton athlete. There's a New Zealand skeleton athlete. This is it. This is whoever wins. Doesn't matter how many medals Australia will walk away with. This is it, isn't it? Our iconic rivalry is finally coming to a point in the sport of skeleton. Yeah, this will this will put it to bed once and for all. Absolutely, this is this is it. I'm telling you now. Um, athletes of the day. Uh, let's go with you, Colin. You might even be able to give us one from yesterday. I don't know if you had any more um, from yesterday that you didn't get to talk about. None. <laughs> Colin. Bueller, <laughs> Jared, are you there? Hi, I'm, I'm here. here. Oh, no, I there he is. I couldn't figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to take you off. Oh well, but most people have been trying um, to work that out for their entire lives, Colin. But uh... <laughs> oh, there's Hamish McLaughlin in bed reading a newspaper. Yes. <laughs> wow. Profile pick update. Um, that actually looks like the Mercury can we too. Just, uh... <laughs> He's reading one of your articles, Ben. <laughs> Probably, and he's giving a thumbs up. That's Good job, Ben. <laughs> Uh, I think we should just give the honorable mention of the day to uh, Chloe Kim just for uh, not cheaping out on the final run and, you know, being, I guess, now the second 
uh, Olympic athlete to ever win a gold medal being born post the year 2000. Mm. And uh, she really added as a complete lock and just decided, I'm going to go all out and I'm just going to blow everybody away in the final one. And I feel this, I feel like I'd not really heard too much of her. I mean, I don't really follow the Winter Games. I mean, uh, the sorry, the X Games. I'm not an advocate for the X Games. I think, I don't know, that, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But um, she actually won a couple of gold in the Winter Youth, the Youth Olympics, which I love it when they kind of have these articles about people who win medals in the Youth Olympics and go on to the... Because I don't know if you two follow the Youth Olympics. I like the Youth Olympics. Um, and don't say anything on that, Colin. That's not the reason why I like the Youth Olympics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that's where I met Mallory. But uh, I think that she's she's got to go on to be a superstar because the way they were talking her up and, she, you know, just... just Everything about her, I, I feel like this is a name we're going to... She's the new Sean White. I think Sean White yeah. is done. This is it. I think it's his last Olympics. I mean, I talk about that he's so old. Sean White is my age. So, like, I guess in snowboarding, because you're so athletic, you, that's a lot. But I don't know. Like, is, is how is Chloe Kim received in Canada? I mean, she's nearby, you know, USA. I mean, she's going to be a big deal. Or already was she a big well, deal leading into this? No, I mean, she's she obviously wasn't received that well during the event because they cut from her <laughs> gold medal winning run. But then they made such a big deal when she came back. I mean, I think that we missed out on something here. So I'm sure she's going to be a big deal going forward, making up for her lost airtime. Jared, are you going to buy the Nintendo 64 game of Chloe Kim 1080 snowboarding or whatever that was called? Yeah, as long as I can buy an ice cream in between runs, then yeah, it would definitely sell it to me. Uh, and who's your athlete of the day, Jared? I'm going to go with another American. I'm going to go with uh, Emily Sweeney from the Luge. I don't know if either of you saw. This was yeah. the worst crash that I have seen of the Olympics so far. And the fact that she got up after it and, and walked away from it, I just thought, what a trooper. So, yeah, f- for me, that was the athletic, most athletic moment of the day. Look, I did- And another one of CBC's fails as I was watching the Luge and they come back and they're showing somebody you know, laying down as stretchers coming out. And I'm like, oh, what went on? So I rewound my recording to see the crash, and they cut away during her run during the break and didn't show a replay. Look, I didn't see it. I'm going to try and watch it now, but I did hear them talking about it. It sounded like she basically died because um, one of the American luge, uh, luges came down. She basically died. Well, <laughs> well, just the way the commentators were going, like, oh, and here's the new American. Oh, her mind will be on her teammate who has suffered that horrific accident, and all she want to do is go to hospital. We've got no word yet on how she is. It's like, what is she dead? Did her head roll off down the like the the ro- ice? The rice? Um, I'm watching it now. It's in very slow mo. This one I'm watching it. Whoa, she's zigging, she's zagging. Can I just also point out, women's luge not good for the camel toe. We'll just that's another story. Um, oh. <laughs> you know I went there. Oh, oh, her legs kind of bent in different directions. Um, and they cut away. They didn't, she- didn't even get to see the whole incident. They just cut away from this replay. What the hell? I want to see your well, legs bend in different directions. Saw, <laughs> all that we saw here on the Canadian replay was uh, when she started to turn downwards and when she hit, like, the up part of the uh, the track, her feet hit it, and it looked like her ankles both, both like, completely bent sideways, and that's all I could really see. Yeah, that's that's the one here that I just saw, but they just quickly cut away from it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I love the photo. I shouldn't say I love the photo. It's not a very nice thing to say. Um... <laughs> But they've got a photo here of her parents. This is like a a news article. Emily's mother, Sue, left, cries as her daughter crashes in the final. It honestly looked like if you looked at this um, picture, you would honestly think that, like, you know, 
there's been like a terrorist attack or something like that, and these are like two people <laughs> looking at a building fly into a plane. I'm <laughs> just the way this. I'm not trying to make fun of this. It's a horrible in- injury. Uh, industry too, because it's it luge. Was, yeah. <laughs> it, it was basically just a body flying into a track at, you know, 150 kilometers an hour, not like a plane flying into a building. No, no, exactly, exactly. Uh, that's actually, the look on their faces is generally what people do when they're listening to our show. They're like, what is this? What, like, say something entertaining. When will Mallory finish talking about the outfits? <laughs> She's still, you know, I think Mallory is the Thomas Bark of this podcast, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> She starts, and about 20 minutes later, she's still going. Love you, Mallory, if you're listening. Um, my She's ath- still going now. We just have her on mute. Yeah, we do. Like, that's why. Oh, yeah, she's here. Um, my athlete of the day, <laughs> I'll go over something a little bit different. Um, I'm going this base purely on their name alone. I did that the other day with um, uh, our Bart guy. I've got his name. He, sk- he, he skated again tonight. Um, my, my Belgian skier, Bart Swings. Swings. Thank you, Bart Swings. He was in a medal position for a long time. Got excited. He actually, um, was faster than, uh, your favorite American, Nunchani Davis, who choked big time. Uh, he did a Campbell sister tonight, but, um. Thank God. What is your problem with Shani Davis, you racist? It's just, it's, it's the same problem I have with all of the pompous American athletes. You know, it's, it's a Michael Phelps. It's a it's a what's her name? Miss uh, New um, Ryan Lochte. Lindsay Vaughn. the one who lost the coin toss. Yeah, yeah, he is the one that lost the coin toss. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. But uh, so my favorite athlete, athlete of the day from Kazakhstan. She competed in the uh, the he. Sorry, he. I couldn't even tell. Like he competed <laughs> in the men's one thousand meters. His name is, now, this, you know I'm good with names, just bear with me, Nurbergen Zuhamagai Azayev. Um, and I just wanted him to do well so that the commentator would have had to be like, and here comes Nurbergen Zuhamagai Azayev. Um, you know that he just would have been like, here comes the Kazakhstan version of John Smith. <laughs> uh, I'm just quickly reading his uh, profile on Wikipedia. Oh, God, his middle name's longer than his other two. Holy crap! Uh, Nurbergen Batirgalatovich Zumaglanazayev, born 29th of November 1990 in Oral, Kazakhstan. Hmm. Uh, he's a Kazakh male short track speed skater. That's it. That's all it says. <laughs> I can tell you he won a... There'll bro- be no room left on the page. <laughs> exactly. The article's so long. <laughs> he, uh, he's uh, 1.72 metres tall. He's 64 kilos. Uh, he's coached by Madi Galal Karasabekov. Jesus Christ, I would hate to be, like, working in Starbucks in Kazakhstan. Um, and he got a bronze you, um- in uh, the Asian Winter Games in uh, 2011. Sorry. Yes, go ahead. Can go you on. just update his... Can you update his Wikipedia page to say his favorite TV show is Games of Throne? Sure, I can do that. Um, let's see here. You are not logged in your IP address. Should I say he's got a massive dong? <laughs> 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 or have we gone past that childish humor? Yeah. <laughs> this is the Olympics. We're classier than that. Uh, download uh, the Oz Network. Um, hang on. Let me just see here. His favorite TV show is Games of Throne. Um, <laughs> there we go. We just doubled the space on his Wikipedia page. And you know this is never, ever going to get re-edited, because who the hell on Wikipedia is staring <laughs> at Nurberg and Zumaganai's Wikipedia page? Oh, no. Block this person from Wikipedia. Aww. 
one too many dong comments over the years, Ben. Yes, his favourite TV show is Games of Throne. There we go. <laughs> um, now, you kind of gave us a fail there, Colin. Uh, do you have any others from CBC? Because I don't really have... I just want to bag out Channel 7. That's my thing today. Do you have any at all, Colin, or...? Uh, no, nothing else for CBC. You read the one from yesterday where I did, yes. they misidentified a skier under all Andy Naughty's pictures. Um, I guess just to add to that, there's uh, somebody here on Facebook who decided to uh, give an encouraging message. His name is Larry Little. Give an encouraging message to Andy Naughty as she posted this heartfelt message uh, on her Facebook page just talking about... Uh, you know, oh, it's disappointing. I couldn't do this or whatever. And I, I'm not sure if this is an actual friend of hers. It does show, you know, one mutual friend and this guy's name. But uh, autocorrect was not his best friend today because it says, we love you, Andrew. Oh, Andrew. That was like With- our Brett comment yesterday, wasn't it, uh, Jared, for Brit Cox? Go, Brett! Uh- <laughs> he also put an emoji of what looks like a baby duck. Um, I don't know if that was autocorrected as well. <laughs> What's meant to be baby fuck? Um... Uh, no, Ben, just stop. Jared, do you have any from Channel 7 at all? Um, not really. They're, they're a bit limited today because, I mean, all they were showing were Matt Graham replays. So, I mean, how how much can you stuff up a replay? There was a moment where they interviewed some ex-famous figure skater for no apparent reason and didn't ask, ask her any questions about Australia and just asked her questions like, have you seen the new I, Tonya movie? <laughs> um, which they thought was a good use of their time, considering there were live, other live sports on at the time. Yeah, I'm just... I, I honestly didn't take anything of note down, because, um, I mean, I mainly watched the app, and a lot of that time they're using non-Channel 7. It's, it's The thing that's interesting when you're watching kind of like the main Channel 7 channel on the app is that when they cut to My Kitchen Rules, you know, you think they just keep showing, you know, what they're showing on 7 Mate or something like that, but no, they just keep showing My Kitchen Rules. I'm trying to find some comments, but the thing is on their Facebook page, they don't let you post on their page... Um, they've got here a post from two hours ago where they've updated Gold for Canada, John Mo- John Morris, uh, and Caitlin Laws win the inaugural mixed doubles curling. Uh, and then somebody's commented, Nath Tanner, not that you guys would show any of it. Um, <laughs> okay. I think the tw- Twitter's where it's at. Um... Brad Howard, uh, Seven Olympics, please make an urgent change to your idea that we only want to watch the Australians. You were showing another replay of the opening ceremony at 7.30pm. Okay, that one's old. That one's from a few days. Um, this one's, uh, does Channel 7 realise how much everyone hates their sporting coverage of anything? <laughs> oh, God, this is just so funny, people bagging out. This, is, this should be a sport in itself. Can we make this an Olympic sport? Uh, bagging out Channel 7, that would take off, wouldn't it, Jared? Yeah, it's finally something that Australians are good at. I'm actually finally seeing the full crash here of uh, Sweeney. If there's this in quick motion. Oh, she's losing it. She's losing it. Boof. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's pretty nasty. I was expecting a bad. Worse, to be honest. Uh, sorry if she's like... <laughs> you expect her to be basically dead. <laughs> um, Just if she dies in the next 12 hours and we have a bad habit of doing this on our podcast, um, I apologise in advance. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what do we got here? Uh, I don't even know what else is going on here with Channel 7, but they just suck, let's be honest. <laughs> Goddamn Channel 7. Um, what else? Well, that, that's about it, really. Do anyone else have any? Uh, one thing I actually want to comment before we get to our, our My Name is and things like that, just so I've got a moment, I want to remember this. Um, I think we kind of established slightly that Pyeongchang might have the worst logo in the history of the Olympics. Um, I mean, I could legitimately recreate that on MS Paint right now. 
Um, but can we also just have a quick mention of the, the slogan, the motto? Have you guys paid attention to this at any of the events when they have it, you know, like, everywhere? I mean, Vancouver's was what, like, um, you know, um, oh, God, it was in your national anthem. Colin, help me out here. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, Canada, we stand on guard for the um, true patriot love. <laughs> oh, it was, um, oh, God, I've gone blank. Anyway, I'll find it. The 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 motto for the 2018 Winter Olympics is passion connected. Oh yeah, I did see that. <laughs> that was pretty bad. <laughs> the way I keep seeing it written on everything, I'm like, yeah, where's the rest of it? <laughs> like you just kind of like <laughs> what? Like legitimately, the the PM Chang have just sat in around a board meeting. Somebody scribbled a couple of lines on a piece of paper. This is our logo. And then what's our motto? Oh, I don't know. Uh, something to do with passion. Yes, I like it. I like it. We need to connect it with people. Yes, yes, good. You're getting closer. You're getting closer. I've got it. Passion connected. Oh, brilliant. Start the signs. Um, what, what's our logo and motto going to be for Ben Lohman 2026? Jared, I think we can come up with it now, can't we? Yeah, um... Hmm. Can it be like Hamish McLaughlin giving a thumbs up in a bathrobe? <laughs> <laughs> and underneath the, the the slogan is just sort of like um, hashtag Seven Olympics. Um, <laughs> that's, it's there. Um, yeah, uh, that's probably one to put you on the spot. Maybe it's harder than we think. Um, the motto is with glowing hearts. Is for Vancouver. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, see? Like, we talked about mascots. We talked a bit about logos. I think maybe we'd come up with these mottos. What was Sochi's, like, we're not guilty? Um, <laughs> uh, their motto... Oh, okay, hang on. Let's just back up here. Maybe it is worse in Sochi, because their logo was pretty rubbish, too. It was literally a website. Um, <laughs> their motto was, hot, cool, yours. <laughs> Ben, don't comment on the gymnasts. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, <laughs> what was Rio's? Um, a new world. I never saw that written anywhere in Rio. A whole new world? <laughs> it's a picture of Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Shining, shimmering, splendid. <laughs> uh, see, like Sydney's was creative. Share the spirit. Dare to dream. The games of the new millennium. See? It's three. Like, bloody good one, Sydney. Uh, <laughs> I just love Salt Lake Cities because America. <laughs> Are you being serious? Is that actually what it is? No, it's not. <laughs> I was about to say, it's light the like, fire within, Colin. Everyone knows that. <laughs> that's like Ryan Lochte or Shawnee Davis's. <laughs> you're a motto in the morning and you're a motto at night. Um... <laughs> Just, I'm trying to see if Lindsay Vaughn's done anything of interest. Um, uh, she's tweeted a video of somebody going up an escalator, and she's replied, I 100% want to find this guy and the escalator and try to do this. I think I could get on the podium. Um, oh, she's tweeted out her Olympic playlist. Let's see what's on Lindsay Vaughn's Olympic playlist, shall we? I feel like this is some breaking news here. What, what, what do you think uh, she would listen to? Uh, any guesses, anyone? Um, I'm thinking it's that uh, Eddie the Eagle gold medalist who recorded the pop album and stabbed his wife. <laughs> the Finnish guy. Um, okay, she's a big fan of Jesse J, um, to which her song is Do It Like a Dude. Uh, <laughs> she listens to G-Eazy. 
Um, the Beautiful and Damned featuring Zoe Nash. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rihanna, American Oxygen. Uh, I've never heard of any of these songs. OT Gen- Genesis, Everybody Mad. Uh, Zane, Still Got the Time featuring Party Next Door in capitals. <laughs> Um, is this just, like, a list of songs that she's promoting because she's Lindsay Vaughn, or, like, she doesn't listen to these songs in the start list? Bullshit. She listens to, like, B-Boy crap. I mean, I was watching a lot of these events, and when you're, like, even during the snowboarding, why do they listen to anything? Like, you're done in 30 seconds. I mean, you start a song, it doesn't even get to the first verse. Well, I I know Scotty James has, like, his uh, headphones in when he takes his helmet off. Like, um, you know, so, yeah. I mean, more sports they should listen to. You know, maybe LeBron James is just, you know, bouncing around the court with his headphones in. You know, just like, back in black. I don't know, that's the first song that came to my head. Um, I've got one on Instagram. And again, I don't know if uh, Lindsey Vaughn is the most douchiest athlete since Ryan Lockley, or maybe just the most boring and confusing. Because she has a picture of her on Instagram. It looks like she's in workout gear. She's got, like, UFC-style gloves on. Her hair's wet, a towel around her neck. And she has, like, this intense look on her face. And it put, the look I give if you tell me I'm old. Emoji devil face. <laughs> Hashtag don't push me. Captain America doesn't age. And neither does at Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> what does this have to do with her? Is she a Patriots fan? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying to say, I'm just doing a bit of an update. Speaking of Ryan Lochte, I was just wondering if he's been watching the Winter Olympics. Um, no, I think he's had a baby because he's got like 101 photos and is that or he's stolen a baby? Um, yes, Caden, you are one of a kind. Can't stop laughing at this. Too damn cute. Hashtag CZL, hashtag moods, hashtag mad, hashtag happy. Um, oh Hashtag God. being extradited back to Rio to face charges <laughs> on child kidnapping. Everybody, lock up your daughters. Ryan, uh, Ryan Lochte's <laughs> procreated. Um, wait, wait, what? He should not have phrased it that way. What? He's showing a picture of a baby. He goes, lock up your daughters. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually. I just made that up. No, let's just say he said it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right, we're, we're stalling. Um, who's who's my name is today? Uh, Colin, who are, we, who are we learning about from Canada? Yesterday's was boring. Make it more exciting. Yeah, I, I hope I can find it here because I had it open a minute ago and now I have uh, seem to have lost it here. So let me just stall for a little bit. Oh, sure. I'll just, <clears throat> I'll just read oh, some. Oh, no, no, I no, found it here. <laughs> All right. Um, I have to say I'm kind of disappointed with the ones this time. They're not quite as funny as the ones we had in Rio. Uh, too many of these people, I think, you know, heard off the podium and they're like, we don't want to be made fun of on <laughs> off the podium of all shows. That's prestigious. That's where athletes go to lose their medal chances. Yes, so, exactly. Uh, so Marianne St. Gillet, who, of course, was disqualified for a false start that was not a false start when she should have been disqualified for contacting another skater. Hello, my name is Marianne St. Gillet, and I am Canadian. My favorite Olympic moment is my silver medal in the 500 meters of Vancouver 2010. If I could have any superpower, it would be flying. My favorite sports movie is Without Limits. If I were an animal, which would it be? And this is in brackets, draw and explain. She drew a dog's face with the word dog and doesn't bother to explain it. <laughs> um she's really lazy this is why you couldn't meddle um my funniest childhood memory is my dad loved to make us laugh so one day he put a raisin in his nose and he couldn't take it out and then he died has that has that happened to, he basically died um has that happened to either of you every day yeah no comment just, just i had a, a cousin that uh, <coughs> <laughs> you had one because you, you're dying i mean yeah he basically died yeah uh he stuck a bingo chip up his nose and couldn't get it out so um <laughs> can i just 
say, I don't think I've ever stuck anything up my nose except for my fingers. <laughs> it's a Canadian thing. We all Oh, yeah, it. I'm bored. <laughs> Let's put this pool cue up my nose. <laughs> uh, my favorite pump-up song is Kings and Queens by 30 Seconds to Mars. The most recent TV show I binge-watched is 30 Reasons Why. My least favorite foods are Volovent. Now, it said foods, and again, she could only come up with one. Uh, I had to look up what this Volovent is, and it basically looks kind of like a chicken pot pie inside of a pastry bowl. <laughs> so it looks good. Sounds delicious. That is one food. Uh, if I weren't an athlete, then I would be a hip-hop dancer. <laughs> My favorite vacation spot is Maui, Hawaii, because it's the only place I feel like rec- I feel like recovering. Uh, people usually describe me as a funny person and smiling. We can tell from this profile. Uh, if I could be an Olympian in any sport other than my own, it would be track and field. My favorite song lyrics are Halfway Right by Linkin Park. I scream at myself when there's nobody else to fight. I don't lose. I don't win. If I'm wrong, then I'm halfway right. I know what I want, but it feels like I'm paralyzed. Uh, and my guilty pleasure is sugar. So uh, let's hope that we can get some good athletes on here with some good profiles. Cause... Sorry, I, you cut no, I, I didn't cut out. I was... Stopping myself because I didn't think you would. Whatever. My my thing I was gonna say is like just sugar. So like she just gets a bag of sugar and goes nom nom nom, just like swallows the whole thing all. Or like yeah, that famous Maui sugar when she's recovering in Hawaii. Uh, fan messages. Sadly, Jared, we didn't go back to back. We didn't get our uh, ones. I, there was nothing wrong with that one about skiing a lot. Did you see what we posted at all, Colin? Uh, we. Gave one of our um, uh, downhill skiers a, a, an option to ski a lot and do good ski because they ski good. Um, a lot of messages to Emily Arthur, uh, so good good for her. Uh, quite some boring ones here, Jared. Are you seeing any injury? I'm not, none about eating schnitzel. Um, oh, here's one from Zach from Western Australia to Brittany Cox. Hi, you are doing great. That's all it says. Uh, <laughs> no... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't do great. I just read your one to Scott James from yesterday. <laughs> oh right. Um, Noah was excited to send in a message. Um, from Sreem, overseas fan to o- Emily Arthur. Hope you are okay. Um, everybody like loves Emily Arthur today. Holy crap. Um, oh here we go. Um, Olivia to Tess. Olivia from Victoria to Tess Cody who pulled an ACL and is no longer competing at the Olympics. This is what it says. Hi, my name is Olivia. I'm studying you at school. I hope you win a gold medal. <laughs> you must be studying pretty hard there, Olivia. She's out of the damn Olympics. Um, tenure in Carthaga, New South Wales, to the entire Olympic team. Hello, Australian team. You are the best. We wish you a lot of courage and strong spirit. We love you! Uh, from Tim in Queensland to Emily Arthur, go the Australia! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have do this. Colin's like gonna die. Uh, <laughs> Jared, do you have any of those emer- just, uh, emergency stuff there that you've uh, got for your snowboarding picture? Um, Thana from New South Wales to Jessica Yeaton. Hi, Jessica. Best wishes for you. (laughs) (laughs) Amelia Whitlock's member of Chalky Ski Club, Victoria, to Brittany Cox. Hi, Britt. I saw you on TV and thought you did amazing. Even though you did not come first, you tried your best. And that is all that matters, smiley face. Uh... (laughs) 
Oh, hang on. Here's one here. This is offering some services to to Tess Cody from Minnick in New South Wales. Hello, Tess. I'm so sorry you've had to withdraw from competition because of your injury. I'd like to cheer you up. I wish you will come back stronger. <laughs> Good luck. You're the best. <laughs> I'd like to cheer you up. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, have you got any here, Jared? Uh, my favourite one is is from Brody in New South Wales to Matt Graham. Good luck for your next event. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing Matt Graham and the Nordic combined. Oh, he's he's, he's waiting for Beijing. Um, oh, he's one from Alex in Victoria to uh, our Lugis Alexander Falazo. Hi, Alex Falazo. Congratulations. That's all it says. Uh, <laughs> Can anybody use proper grammar in your country? <laughs> no, and they get published. <laughs> we use proper pub- We use proper stuff, uh, and we don't get anything. Um, okay, I think we're I think we're good. All right, so who are we going to send it off to today? Um, we kind of cheated yesterday, Colin, because uh, we found a bit of a loophole. We just sent a message to the entire cross country team and ticked all them off the list. Um, I feel like we're going to send something to our figure skaters because we've got the pair starting tomorrow. Uh, so we have, uh, Ekaterina, um, starting tomorrow as well as, uh, Harley in the pairs. What, what do you reckon? We, we're up for the pairs here today, guys? That's, sounds good. That sounds funny to Colin, apparently. Um, let's... Go on. <laughs> I just love Anthony Rossi's from yesterday. All oh, right, the ski, everyone ski. Yeah. Um, all right. To- just do that every day until it gets published, but replace the sport. <laughs> you skate good. Good ski. Okay, <laughs> sk- skate so good. Don't skate bad. Bad skating is bad. <laughs> okay, well, let's do that one here. I'm going um, to... Ekaterina Alexandrovskaya from Alexander Tarina. Eka Lazar, <laughs> no, I'm just like putting up a weird name there. Uh, email, um, uh, Russia at hotmail.com. Uh, like <laughs> state overseas fan. Um, hi, Ekaterina. Remember me from Moscow. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> Skate good. <laughs> Do it for the Australia. Do it for the Australia. Uh, <laughs> think of the clinic back home with the secret room. <laughs> back home with the secret room. Uh, Rom, apparently. Uh-oh. Oh, shit, I can't type very well this evening. I'm on the drugs myself. That's good, it'll get published. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> you checked all the boxes on their criteria. Uh-oh, didn't mean to say that. Be quiet. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, hang on. Uh, Please don't tell my mom how I live. <laughs> Please don't tell my mom how I live. Go for gold. Hopefully... You can keep this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, it, it actually um, didn't go under the, the over the limit. Um, I think we just basically implied that Ekaterina is a Russian druggie. Uh, I don't even know if she's actually from Russia. So, um, 
Is that racist? I don't know. All right. Um, uh, uh, so we want a generic skate well, skate, skate, skating McSkate face. Um, are we doing this one to Harley, <laughs> Harley Windsor? Um, our other in the pairs. Um, don't, don't fart. That's all we can say when he gets lifted. I don't know why that's funny. Um, Harley Windsor, uh, from, uh, Kristen Knarr. Um, <laughs> email, uh, yay, the Eagles won at hotmail.com. <laughs> Western Australia. Uh, all right, what do we say? Oh, is this the Skatey McSkate face one? Or Yeah. If it's from Kristen, it should be, I don't send fan messages. <laughs> Done. I don't send fan messages. <laughs> what even is this? <laughs> Am I supposed to be listening to this show? Um, all right, so I don't send fan messages. <laughs> You know that's probably going to get published now, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Last one. Um, who? I'm just look. Let's look at the ABCs here. Uh, who's Samantha Wells? She's a freestyle skier of some sort. Let's go to Samantha Wells. Ryan, why not? Uh, you're a Samantha Wells fan, are you, uh, Jared? Yeah, all the way. All the way. All right. Uh, what shall we say to Samantha? Name. Um, <laughs> Anyone, uh, Jamie Hilding, uh, email mm, at hotmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Overseas fan. All right, I'm leaving this one up to you guys. How about something about a passion for cooking and certified holistic nutritionists? Do you like cooking? <laughs> I have a. How do you spell what's that word? That's a big word. <laughs> certified, first word. I. C-E-R <laughs> Have H-A-V uh, Second word is Holoteristic What? Horticultural? Holistic H-O-L I-S-T-I-C Yes Third word I-D-I-O-T I have a certified holistic idiot no, sorry, I just got sidetracked listening to you try to spell. <laughs> okay, I have a certified nutritionist. Ho- nutritionist at home can cook for you only <laughs> if you win gold. No pressure. Lol. Ha 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 ha. Lol, 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 lol. <laughs> oh. B-T-W, win, gold, lol. <laughs> That's not even funny. Why are we even sending these in? Why are people listening to this show while we're just sending pointless messages? <laughs> Samantha Wells has probably not gotten a single message. She's probably sitting there every night looking at the Australian Olympic website going, please someone send me a message. And then, you know, you've got Nazi dictator on the moderation queue at the AOC going, oh, God, he's that podcast again. Uh... <laughs> You should send a second nice one to her. Something like, go for gold, can't wait to see Hamish McLaughlin give you a thumbs up. (laughs) Hopefully he's not in bed this time. Um, (laughs) P.S. Can I borrow 50 cents? Um, Oh... (laughs) I just just before we go tomorrow, I didn't give a uh, medal tally update before. Um, once again, Canada snuck oh, up to second good. at one point, but then they got overtaken quickly because the Norwegians and the Dutch. Can the, can the Netherlands just like not speed skate? Like it's ridiculous. Like they just this 
Jamaica in sprinting. They only ever win in one sport. <laughs> like, they just concentrate purely on this. Um, Germany are shitting it in. They've won five gold, two silver, two bronze, nine in total. Uh, Netherlands in uh, second, four gold, four silver, two bronze. Norway, three gold, five silver, three bronze. Canada, fourth, three gold, four silver, three bronze. Um, and the top five, USA, three gold, one silver, two bronze. The good news is, is France are only in six. Uh, so that's good news. Um, and the better news is that Australia, equal 14th, uh, we've been joined, uh, not only by our great winter Olympic rivals in Slovakia, but, uh, China have joined us as well as the, uh, giving up Swiss. Um, an equal 14th. Again, good news is we're still beating New Zealand, so that's where it counts. Um, and also Great Britain, uh, yet to win a medal as well. Um, if we do it by total medals though, uh, Colin, Canada in third. So actually, no, yeah, sorry. That's the way second. we're counting it. Equal second, you are. Uh, I, I correct myself. Um, get excited though. Day five is where it's at because, uh, we've got some good stuff happening tomorrow, but mainly the Nordic combined starts tomorrow. Get involved, everybody. Get excited. The Nordic combined, the individual normal hill, 10 kilometers is up and raring to go. Uh, and I, I'm telling you now that uh, there's a very open field. We've got uh, some Austrians, some Czech Republicans. There's some Estonians in the field I'm looking at here. Ukrainians, five Americans, no Canadians. Um, so we have legitimately no one to root for except for everybody that isn't the French people. Um, but I've got my eyes on the Slovenians in this one. I, I've got a good feeling for them. Um, also happening tomorrow... Um, of course, in terms of the medal events tomorrow, there's only six on tomorrow, but it includes Nordic Combines on. Uh, we've got the half-pipe, obviously, in the men's snowboarding. Uh, the luge doubles is on. The medals will be decided in the luge doubles. Oh, so exciting. Uh, the biathlon, the women's individual is on tomorrow. The women's fifth, uh, 1,000 metres in the speed skating. And the Zali Stegel Memorial event. It's been 20 years since she claimed bronze in this event in Nagano. We're trying to get her on the show again to repeat that amazing interview she gave with us last year. But the women's slalom uh, medal decided that in the alpine skiing. Um, and uh, just also some big news too, though. Uh, Colin, I guess you're excited because the men's hockey starts tomorrow. Um, this is outside of the medals. So first day of men's hockey. We have first day of the men's and women's team curling events. Um, and we also have the figure skating. The pairs short program begins as well. Jared, what are you keeping your eye on tomorrow? You're you back into the figure skating. You're going to see the men hitting some parkers at all at the men's doubles, luge and the Nordic combined. I think the double luge is, is the priority. Um, that's the stop press event of these Olympics. Um, and I just hope that given the success of it, we will see triple and quadruple luge at future Olympics. Oh, God damn it. Just have a luge orgy. Just like everybody get involved. Like, God damn. I, I just, I don't know where to look tomorrow. Nordic combined luge. Canada's playing Switzerland in the, in the ice hockey. The men, all those, you know, great stars of, of ice hockey uh, that aren't there. Actually, no, it's on Thursday. Tomorrow, joke, just kidding. It's actually Slovakia and Russia and USA, Slovenia tomorrow, so not that exciting. But, Colin, the men are playing ice hockey. Not to take away from the women, but this is this is what Canada's been waiting for. Uh, yeah, and I think part of it is because we have absolutely no clue what's going to happen, whereas with the women's, you know, we can predict we're going for the gold. Uh, the men's is completely up in the air. The teams were only put together, like, a couple of weeks ago, so... It's going to be interesting to watch pretty much all the teams to see what happens. And then, I mean, 
Come on, the double luge. I mean, that's the event where everybody's a winner, so you got to watch that. Got to be. It's interesting. The women's ice hockey, there's only eight teams, uh, and we know that basically uh, six teams are fighting for bronze, uh, and that the USA and Canada will decide who wins the gold. Uh, Twelve teams in the men's. Three different groups. Um, so, Canada, you've got the Czech Republic, Switzerland, and South Korea uh, in your group. Now, generally, Czech Republic, pretty strong. They won the gold in 98, if I'm not mistaken. Switzerland are there. Uh, and South Korea, well, God, who knows? They're playing at least by themselves this time. They don't have the North Koreans to weigh them down like they do in the women's. Um, group B, so we've got another chance for a miracle on ice with the US playing against uh, the Olympic athletes from Russia. Uh, and then the two great rivals of Slovakia versus Slovenia. Um, and then in Group C, it's the Scandinavian group. It's Sweden, Finland, Norway, and Germany. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for the men's ice hockey. Let's get involved. But, yeah, doubles luge, Nordic combined, that's where it's at. And Scotty James, can we uh, get another medal on uh, on the next day of competition, on day five? I'm excited. Let's see how we go. Uh, everybody listening at home, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, remember to like us on Facebook, follow us um, on all the social media channels. I will also quickly say, just uh, reading here quickly, um, that uh, Greta Small in Australia is competing for the slalom. I just thought she's the new Zali Stegel. So I just wanted to point that out quickly. She has a small heart, but a small... No, I don't know what I was going to A small name, but a big heart. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man in the morning and a man in the evening. Um, Colin, it's good to have you back. I uh, hope you enjoyed the rest of your day at work today. Yeah, and if I live through to tomorrow or any other day following that, uh, I will speak to you again. If not, uh, at least we got to go out with uh, some moguls wins there. And uh, Jared, uh, let's hope that we get another 727 replays of no matter whatever Scotty James. I'm sure they're going to replay Scotty James waking up in the morning probably tomorrow before the event. So um, let's look forward to 24 hours of blanket coverage of Scotty James doing shit tomorrow. Yeah, fingers crossed for those replays and uh, interviews with past pointless Olympians. And I look forward to hearing what Chumpy Pullen thinks of Scotty James. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, wherever you are listening. Thank you for your time. My name is Ben, this is Off the Podium, and good night. Whoop, 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 whoop